Rodgers is a New York Jet. It's the Lakers, it's the Nuggets in the West, it's the Celtics, it's the Heat in the East, it's the NBA Finals. There's so much going on if you're a sports fan right now with baseball, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the NFL offseason. Let's go! NFL Honors was recent, and the New York Jets had two NFL Honors Rookie of the Year's offense and defensive players Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. And here we go. What is going on, everyone? You're back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, this is a podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano, back here on a Saturday. Happy Saturday to everyone. And uh, I'm ready to get rocking and rolling yet another episode. Um, and I'm excited to get it going. we got some cool stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, rankings of the AFC and the NFC. Uh, but this week, we're going to start with the AFC East. So each week, we're going to do divisions, um, and we'll be ranking each division. Today, we'll start with the AFC East. We're going to go over some notable news, things that went on in the week. Obviously, we know there was a couple of good championship games won this week, both in the NHL and the NBA. We'll be covering that. Um, and then we'll get on with our segment. And we'll also be talking about the most intriguing NFL free agents. Um, that I think um, have some good storylines coming up here. Um, some that you may have not thought of and some that you know of. Um, we're going to get to all of it here. We are, uh, I am, you know, recording from home today yet again. Um, it is a Friday and um, it's another show by myself, but I'm excited um, to get it done um, and, 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 you know, kind of give you guys some cool content. Some things I've been thinking about, um, you know, I just thought they would be good segments to have. And then... I don't know what else has gone this week. Just been working and, you know, preparing for this. I was going to do it yesterday. I was on Thursday. I ended up just writing the script and then I, then I, you know, I got hungry. That's what happened. You got to eat. So, um, looks like, you know, it's, it's an interesting day outside today. It's a little, little, little cloudy, but it's all right. And, you know, I'm curious to see where this NFL season is going to go for the Jets. Of course, I had to include them again in there today. Um, I saw the Carton Show this week. Um, Randall Cobb came on, and he was saying some good things about Aaron Rodgers. Talk a little bit about that today as well. So let's get rocking and rolling here, as we usually do. Here we go. So the Denver Nuggets, as we know, they are NBA champions. They won their first NBA Finals ever. Uh, the Nuggets did in Game 5, winning the series 4-1. to one. They almost sweeped, um, but the, the Heat did get that, that win in there. Um, Jimmy Butler and the Heat could not come through. Um, I believe Jokic put up 28 points in this game. It was the first duo ever, I believe it was a Game 4-3, um, to ever put up a triple-double. That was Jamal Murray and Jokic with a great team. Um, and they're very humble. Jokic is a humble guy, able to get that done, get the win, and a well-deserved win for a city that you know needed it. Have, they have not won ever, first ever in franchise history championship. On the other side of things, on the ice, it's official. The Stanley Cup playoffs are over, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights have also been crowned with their first title, this time an NHL Stanley Cup title. They've done it in six seasons. We know their expansion team to the league. So in the six seasons they were here, they did it. 
Um, and the Golden Knights did all this, defeating the Florida Panthers 4-1 to in the series, winning Game 5 by a whopping 9-3. to Mark Stone had a hat trick for the team in the landslide victory. Crazy stuff. Um, and it looks like the NHL will be over. We're in a weird lull now where it's like, got some baseball. Draft is over for the NFL. NBA draft coming up. Um, free agency is kind of over. Training camp's coming in. No more hockey. Baseball's not. It's towards the end of the season, but not at the end of the season. You know, the World Series, that will start up in, you know, in the fall. So we're not there yet. We're, we're in this, this weird lull of, of like kind of nothingness, but it is what it is. Um, in breaking news, I believe this morning, John ja Morant, uh, well, won't be breaking news when it comes out on Saturday. So uh, in recent news, John ja Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies suspended 25 games for the 2023-2024 season. Serious stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I can never make it through a podcast without coughing. Now, I'm going to leave that in here because it was funny. But I've caught every other call. I've every podcast I've done so far, I've coughed. But you know what? I might as well just let personality and reality fly today. Uh, give you guys the best of both worlds. Get my cough, I guess. Uh, the Grizzlies suspended Morant from the team activities on May 14th, pending league review, after a video on social media circulated showing the all-star... Uh, he had a firearm in his in his hand. I believe that was the Instagram video live um, in the Denver area nightclub where he had the handgun. Um, the NBA suspended Morant for eight games following a similar incident. So that was the one at the Denver nightclub. Um, and then he had a firearm in another social media video, which I think ended up giving him the 25-game suspension. He did enroll into a Florida counseling facility. Um, I believe that was after the first incident. And then now he's going to spend multiple games without pay. I think it's at least eight games without pay. So Morant's in for it. We'll see what the Grizzlies can do next season. But for now, their all-star suspended 25 games. Mm, not good. In the NFL, there's some mandatory minicamp controversy today. First in Kansas City, Chris Jones, the four-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle, did not show up to the team's minicamp uh, mandatory. Speculation for Jones may have something to do with his contract extension. Uh, in golf, not too long after the controversial major news of Live and PGA Golf, the merger PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan is said to be recovering from an undisclosed medical situation. For now, the Chief Operating Officer Ron Price and Executive Vice President uh, Tyler Dennis will take over the day-to-day -day operations um, for what is the new merger and operations of the PGA. In Buffalo earlier this week, it made headlines that star wideout Stefan Diggs for the Bills did not attend mandatory minicamp on Tuesday. He did, in fact, show up for his physical but did not show up to practice. Um, questions were swirling around the franchise that day. Sean McDermott was very concerned, as he mentioned in the press conference. Quarterback Josh Allen was also at the center of this, supporting Diggs, saying he needs the ball more and needs to be involved in the game plan more. Allen said the situation is more than just football and related to teamwork. However, on Wednesday, uh, of course, I get a message as soon as I am recording. Uh, can never get catch a break here. But Diggs uh, came back on Wednesday and left a note on social media in regards um, to the situation, noting that someone had lied um, and the Bills were trying to keep this internal. Um, so it looks like they have their own little situation. They're back at practice. Sounds like it's resolved. 
Um, but that is that is no bueno there. Is is they're having number one wide receiver? They're having frustration with him. No, you know, with Josh Allen and the whole team, it's not good. That is not good for the team, and drama does not serve well, especially for a team that's been in it for the past couple years and just hasn't closed. You do not want that kind of drama. Um, the Texans are signing Malik Collins to a two-year deal with defensive tackle, $23 million extension, which includes a $20 million guaranteed. Curse of Wentz was in the news, apparently. Recently, he was down in Tampa with John Gruden, former head coach, studying tape and throwing the football. Wentz may not be done yet. However... Maybe Wentz could be the guy that gets picked up as the number two or late in the season or in training camp with all the injuries that could occur. Wentz could be back with a job. The Jets signed Adrian Amos to form a Packer to a one-year $4 million deal. This comes after safety Chuck Clark, who they traded from Baltimore, uh, suffered a knee injury during practice. So it sounds like it's serious, and that's why they went out to get the former Packer, Adrian Amos, and former Bear. Uh, the D-Hop situation continues to unravel now the Titans and the Patriots are two teams that may land DeAndre Hopkins. That's all for the news here on Jake's Take. Let's get into the segments. Here we go. Randall Cobb was on the Carton Show saying Aaron Rodgers has a new found energy in New York. Um, I think the AFC could be seriously hot this year and it could crumble like it did last year. Um, we know how uh, the Dolphins 9-8, the Patriots 8-9, and the Jets 7-10, thinking all four teams could potentially be the playoffs, all missed out. Uh, well, it's good for the Dolphins and the Bills, but uh, Dolphins just made it in. Um, Cobb said to watch out for Garrett Wilson, that he's just like Devontae Adams when he gets off the line of scrimmage. So it made me come to think... What will the AFC look like this year? So we are ranking divisions in the AFC and the NFC. Today, we start with the AFC East. At number four, had to put the Patriots coming in. A team that was in third place in division last year. We know their history with Tom Brady. It's a different squad now with Mac Jones. However, they do have a lot of potential even at the number four spot. When you look at the Patriots, look at Mac Jones. It was a bit of a lackluster season last year. Uh, but now they bring an offense coordinator back, Bill O'Brien, to kind of get the mix in. Um, and it looks like... Um, Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayer are going to be running the defense. Uh, and this team has potential drafting Christian Gonzalez at cornerback from Oregon in the first round this year in the draft to help at that corner position. Um, they still have Devontae Parker, and they you know signed Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver. So building the core there, Stevenson at running back. Uh, I think this team has potential. Mike Gizeki now coming in from the Dolphins at tight end. Definitely trying to build Mac Jones um, some potential here. However... With the way their season went last year and everyone kind of just fluttering to Mac, people thinking they might go get a quarterback this offseason, that's a lot of bad speculation, and you don't want that around your franchise. For now, I just don't think they have enough firepower, but that could change. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins is in their view of sight, um, so we'll see. But for now, I put the Pats at four just based on talent. Um, I know they have a good coaching staff. That will never be questioned. Talent is uh, kind of where I'm going here. I think the other three teams ahead of them have a lot more talent. However, I will say I had this list different, and I'll tell you what it was in just a minute. At number three, the Dolphins come in, a team that I actually had at number one. But I moved the Dolphins back down to three just for concerns with Tua. Um, you know, we saw it last year, kind of flashes of what he could be, what he could do, and then he got injured. Not his fault. I'm not saying it is his fault. However, um, the team did suffer without him, and it was not the same team late in the season. Tua uh, and that squad kind of wanted to air it out. Not the case. Uh, I remember in that Buffalo game specifically, they're trying to air it out. It was a cold kind of game. They kind of got to fix their their strategy a little bit. You know, uh, a team that 
you know, without Tua kind of crumbled. And I think with them, they have a strong roster. I mean, they got speed on top of speed. I mean, they got Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Sager Wilson. Now they got Braxton Berrios. The line is solid. I mean, you look at that left side, um, Eichenberg, Liam Eichenberg, uh, Teron Armstead, Connor Williams at center, Austin Jackson's at the right tackle, Robert Hunt. I mean, that is a solid offensive line. Then you go at their running back position. This is why many think they might sign Dalvin Cook. Hasn't been done yet, but you know, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. It's a Mike McDaniel under the you know system of Kyle Shanahan. Maybe they sign a a veteran running back. We'll see what happens there. Signing a stronger backup quarterback in case of injury, Mike White from the Jets. We know his history, so the team could be solid this year at defense. Bringing Vic Fangio to kind of shape up that defense. Lamar bringing Jalen Ramsey. You have Xavier Howard on the other side. Um, Jalen Holland at the safety position. Bradley Chubb, who they traded for last year. Christian, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker. Like, this is a solid defense, a team to watch out for, a fast team to watch out for. If they can hit all the right marks at the right time, the Dolphins could end up winning this division. And I really don't doubt it either. It's just a matter of health. It's a matter of health, and it's a matter of staying humble on that on that on that team and we'll see what happens there with Miami but I did have them at one I just you know the speculation around two I really thought about it I I just couldn't go any further with it 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 was just too much for me to think about um which comes to my next point which means you know who's at number two the Jets are at number two this team is loaded on paper but I won't be able to see what it looks like till we see it you know Garrett Wilson was you know, it's been high praise all all last season. This season, Corey Davis still on the roster, Mims still on the roster, Lazard, McCole Hardman, Randall Cobb. Like that's a solid group of wide receivers. And you go into the offensive line, I think that's one of my main concerns. Mac Mitchell hurt last season. Dwayne Brown hurt last season. Lincoln Thompson hurt some last season. Farrah Tucker hurt all last season. Beckton hurt all last season. So you look at the line; it's a bit of a mix-up. However, if the guys can stay healthy in the line, think about it. You got Makai Beckton who could come in, a big guy. Billy Turner, um, Yannick Kajust is back there. Uh, uh, in, in the tackle position, they have uh, Vera Tucker, who's an outstanding player when healthy, can stay healthy. Unfortunate knee injury for him last year. Joe Tippman, they drafted in the second round. Connor McGovern behind him, solid line there. Um, Lincoln Tomlinson needs to play a little bit better, but he is a good guard in this league. Um, and then Max Mitchell, uh, Carter Warren, who they drafted this year in the draft, and Dwayne Brown. That is a solid core if these guys can stay healthy and protect Rodgers is one of the biggest things. Um, so, as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, these guys are all on the roster. Strevler, as we know from last season, so they got a good group there. The question now is running back. Can Brees Hall come back? And I got to remember, Odell Beckham just came back from his ACL, and that was a year and a half ago. He's now with the Baltimore Ravens. Will Brees Hall be 100% by week one? They're saying he's running 22 MP, uh, miles per hour. Um, you know, that's what Coach Robert Sala said. Will he actually be back for week one? That's what they plan for. The question is, if he's only back for week one, you know, he's going to miss some training camp he's not really out there his first game action will be week one um i think he won't really be a hundred percent truly um until one year really after it and uh, maybe like week five or week six he comes back um and he's kind of a hundred percent there but you look behind him they got michael carter and and, and bam knight and a couple other guys uh israel ababataconda they they drafted uh, i believe from Pitt this year in the draft it's another speedy guy to track you know you look at the rest of this team you know it's a question of 
Do they need another running back? Do they need another pound guy? Should they sign Zeke? Should they sign Dalvin Cook? You know, there's guys out there, um, if the Brees isn't ready, and kind of the guy they were missing last year, their one-two punch could kind of hit home runs, and uh, he was really breaking it. Maybe they made it to the playoffs last year if he's still in it. It's a different story. I don't know. Um, but the defense, man, you got John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, who they drafted last year, Bryce Huff, you know, Alan Woods, Quinton Williams, um, Quinton Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, uh, Carl Lawson, Will McDonald had just drafted Michael Clemens. That is a solid, solid, solid defensive line, and uh, I expect them to make haymakers all over the quarterbacks this year. Quincy Williams still at linebacker. C.J. Mosley, a veteran. D.J. Reed, Sauce Gardner. Michael Carter II doesn't get better any better than that, really. Um, Jordan Whitehead, safety. Unfortunately, lost Clark Chark in the injury, but they brought in Adrian Amos. So, solid, solid team. Um, and I expect them to make head waves. As long as this team can stay healthy and stay together, I think the Jets are in for a really good season. And at number one, a team that I had at actually three at one point on this list, but I put them at one for the consistency. The window has closed, or it is closing for the Bills. They need to get it done. If they want a Super Bowl, they got to do it soon. The window is closing fast. I think teams in the AFC East are really catching up, especially in the AFC, and the Bills cannot afford to take another step back, especially with all the drama they have with Stephon Diggs at minicamp. Um, maybe they bring in Dalvin Cook as well, or Zeke Elliott at the running back position because they've been a little weak there um i can't remember the last time a thousand yard runner so this team solid it's a playoff team head coaching coaching is great there in buffalo tredavious white jordan poyer micah hyde carl elam i mean you just name it greg russo von miller leonard floyd like this team is stacked on defense stacked on offense uh dalton kingclad uh, Dalton Kincaid, who they signed or drafted this year, Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox, who they still have. Um, you know, they got a lot of potential on this team, and I do not expect them to drop off. However, their window is closing, and but I'm going to keep them at one. But I did not have them at one for a little bit. I think the Jets are closing in, who they beat last year. Um, you know, they split the series, and the Jets could potentially beat them again now with a better roster. Uh, the Jets beat the Dolphins last year. You know, the, the, these teams are, are cutting into each other, um, and I think it's going to be in for yet another year of a wild AFC East. Let's move on to our next topic. Here we go. So who are the most intriguing NFL free agents, and where might they go? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins I have at number one. Dalvin Cook at two. Zeke at three, Marcus Peters at four, and Carson Wentz at five. DeAndre Hopkins is between two teams right now, Titans and the Patriots, and I think this is very intriguing. Um, Hopkins, who is a former player for the for the Texans and the Cardinals, is a great wide receiver still in his prime, and I think he can get a lot done. Now, if he goes to the Titans, firepower there, or the Patriots could come up with a good design for him. I'm hoping he goes to the Titans, so I don't have to deal with this all season. Um, but I think he is a very, very interesting topic. And, you know, we're in a passing league. He was used to be one of the number one wide receivers. I still think he is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Injured last year, and I think he still has a lot of potential left in him. That's why I have Hopkins at number one. Number two, Dalvin Cook, who was just recently released by the Vikings. Still in his prime, 27 years old. Cook, who's had 1,000-yard season each of the last four seasons. I think he can get it done for any type of team. A three-down back, block, pass, um, catch, run. You know, he could do it all. Not pass, I meant catch. But he can kind of do it all. And uh, Dalvin Cook, I'm curious to see where he'll 
go. Broncos don't seem to be interested, but you know Miami was interested. I'm surprised they haven't come after him yet. Um, and I listed teams last week where I think he could go. Dallas is a serious potential. I think they could use another running back down there in Dallas, and I think that would be a very, very good fit for him. Potentially Buffalo and a couple other teams that he could go to. Um, Zeke Elliott have a three. He's became last season a bit of a pounder. Tony Pollard kind of took over. So it's more like what a team kind of needs for him. Honestly, the Jets could use him. And I, 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 you know, if Brees Hall's not there, they could use a guy who kind of reach into the end zone uh, type of dude. You know, I think there's still spots for Zeke. He's no longer, I don't think, in his prime, but I still think he's a good back. Um, and I think he, his storyline is interesting. And the fact, it kind of shows you where the running back market is. You know, big names like Davin Cook, Zeke Allen, still not signed. Shows you where the market is for running backs nowadays. Uh, Marcus Peters, I have a four, former Ram and Chief and Raven. Um, one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Many seasons ago, I thought maybe he'd be the next Darrell Revis. Um, not that good, but he is really good. Um, injured, had a serious injury in 2021, but it's a matter of where will he go. It sounds like the Raiders are likely to sign him before training camp, which would add to their roster. Um, I would love to see Marcus Peters paired up with a great duo somewhere. Um, Ravens would be a great spot for him to go back to. But if any team were to add him in, if managing he went to the Dolphins, oh my gosh, that'd be unstoppable. The Patriots definitely could use him. Um, the Bills, I mean, any really any team in the NFL could use another corner to stop any type of wide receiver. Maybe goes back to the Chiefs, like that'd be a good spot. But the Raiders sound like they're going to be likely to sign him. And at number five, I have Carson Wentz. Something interesting about this is like, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be this. You know, he's not one of the top free agents. You know, he's not going to be you know a guy where he's going to win you a Super Bowl, or whatever. But it's the potential he had so many years ago before he injured his knee. Um, it was like, man, he had the MVP season, got hurt, could have led the team to the Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. was never the same after that. And it's been Colts, Commanders, like potential, potential, potential. And he's never lived up to it. Team's looking for that. Maybe he signs with the team, you know, after training camp week one, you know, comes back up, whatever plays, you know, because of injury and because of that, I just think his storyline is so interesting because he had so much potential so many years ago. All of a sudden, he could just, boom, flip the switch and come back. Imagine, you know, and Carson Wentz takes over. I don't see that happening. However, um, I do see him getting signed at one point this season um, because he it could be a viable backup to uh, any team that gets injured. He's a good veteran. And, you know, the potential he had many years ago could lead to him getting signed. So I, I think that's important to him. Um, and, I'm curious to see where all these guys go. There's still a lot of big names out there. I think most of them will get signed throughout training camp because that's when injuries happen, and we're already starting to see ACL tears, um, which kind of stinks. But it happens in the NFL. People get injured. People people get hurt. And these guys will come in um, and support any team they come in in any type of way. Um, and I just think that's the order. I think they're all those guys are treating. But you got to remember, Jaday Van Clowney's still out there. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, there's still a lot of guys. Uh, Leonard Fournette. So still got some good names out there in the free agent market. I'm curious to see where and who will get signed. Um, That's probably, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Um, Unfortunately for me, I have some sad news before we close it out today. So we're going to hit final thoughts before we go. Ray Lewis III, the son of the Hall of Famer Ray Lewis, has passed away at the age of 28. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family in this tragic time. Thank you for joining me today on another edition of Jake's Takes. As always, I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes we have to cover. Remember to visit Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at Sports underscore and our Twitter account at tvsports or at underscore tvsports. 
Apologies, guys. Uh, don't forget to follow our, the Jake's Takes Instagram account at Jake's Takes TVS for everything podcast wise. Contact my email sjake at tvsportstaff.com to join the show, ask questions, request an interview, feature, um, whatever you got, want, guys, please feel free to reach, reach out. Um, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening, and remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media.